0: This is Richard this is uh, the 40s in the church podcast where we talk about touch time transparency and teamwork four ways males who are attracted to the same sex could experience intimacy with their Christian brothers and today I have my good friends Kobe and Bethany Atchison say hi guys hey
1: hi
0: <laughs> uh, they live in Wheaton Illinois so uh, we're actually recording in Wheaton Illinois It's cool I'm visiting their newborn justice and how old is he?
1: He is almost two months,
0: cool, yeah, and he's a cute little little boy and uh yeah i'm i am so today we're actually gonna be talking about uh friendships and how in order for the four ts to be successful in the church, a lot of this depends on friendships, and so I just thought it would be cool to introduce uh a couple of my good friends to the four ts podcast uh team, I guess, and today uh Bethany. This is we are setting records today because you are the first female on the podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, but let's do some quick introductions. So Kobe, I met Kobe when I uh, when I was at Biola, my mm-hmm. junior year. No, my, s- j- my junior year. My freshman year. Yes. Lived on the same floor. Lived on the same floor at at Biola University on Heat, the best the best floor in dorm. Well oh, no, the best floor for sure. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think, was it you who invited me to be on your Frisbee team, except not really? <laughs> I,
1: I don't
2: think no. I signed up for some Frisbee team thinking I was on Richard's team and turned out to be on a different one. Well, we so. had three
0: different teams of, with the same name, but yeah. we weren't the same so team. the basically. joke was on me, the freshman. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that happened. But, yeah, we lived on the same floor, so we have, obviously, we have a lot of... Uh, dorm experiences that's where our friendship our friendship was natural mm-hmm. I would say for the first year you didn't know anything about me in regards to this topic we but yeah we lived uh, served in a ministry together
2: yeah just had the same friend group same friend group uh, you taught me how to play spades yes that's that was the awesome. be- one of the best card games besides Texas Hold'em um, you threw me off my first uh couple months with your theology of the bible <laughs> the word of god
0: um, yeah colby uh one time you uh he yelled at me mm-hmm. in front of our dorm and our friend had to stand between us so it yeah. was good times i was david our friend david clark i was a zealous young man <laughs> like like are. yeah like many uh young uh college students at mm-hmm. biola absolutely But our friendship got, I'd say our friendship deepened when I shared with you, I struggled with homosexuality, and just during that time period, uh, it was actually really rough, and so I threw Kobe into the mix of this craziness of uh, Christian walking through same-sex attraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then afterwards, we also moved in together, and that was another hard part, or another hard time in my life, so... Went through went through some hard times actually. That was a hard year for you
2: and uh actually a hard year for me too. That was a a tough year when we lived together uh on the ship. Yeah. Which is what we called our townhouse of nine guys.
0: Luckily our rent was only two hundred and twenty dollars, so yeah. even though it was a bad year, we paid a good price for rent. That's true. <laughs> so uh yeah, and then you moved out here to Wheaton after mm-hmm. you graduated at Biola. Mm-hmm then I remember as I would ask you questions just about how life is going you would say there's this girl that I've been into or talking to introduced Mm -hmm. by a family friend but then things didn't work out as planned the first time that's right round
2: one was a disaster (laughs) she um she had Desiring God opened by John Piper and (laughs) broke up with me she was not desiring me that afternoon and but fortunately, six months later, Bethany reconsidered. and. Yeah,
1: so how
0: did that go, Bethany? So uh, you met this guy named Colby, right? Through a family friend?
1: Yes, through a family I, ba- I babysat for, and Colby was their teacher. Nice. And I was experiencing a lot of pressure to, to- marry him. <laughs> and I didn't know this guy. And so I ended things, and then six months la- later, I realized I made a mistake. Okay. So I tried to be around him And he told me he wasn't going to pursue me And that he was working on his friend, male friendships <laughs> So I went home and cried Inspired by the four <laughs> And then two weeks later we were dating Nice so, And then we got married a year later mm-hmm. And two years after that we had our, our boy Our little August. guy
0: Justice Sweet So also if you guys hear a baby that starts crying It's because Justice is with us right here But yeah, so, and then I've been able to come and hang out with you guys a couple of times out here, and it's been fun. But it's nice to visit uh, friends. And that's the joy of having friends across the country is that you could fly there and hang out for a couple of days.
1: And I think I met you when Colby and I were dating probably two, maybe two and a half years ago, right?
0: Yeah, so I think um, the second time I came out here... Um, You guys were dating, and I remember we had Shane's. The Dal- like, it was snowing, but I do remember before I left, like we got to hang out and we're at Shane's and.
1: Well, we went to Giordano's in the city. Oh yeah, that too. East.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who oh, was it? The three of us.
1: And and uh, another guy. All
0: was right. it that? And Ryan. Oh yeah, that was the first time.
1: And that's when you sat at the table and you said, "So, Bethany, what do you think about me?" <laughs>
0: nice it's a very typical question <laughs> Richard. Wilde. it's a good one and your guys's wedding was a blast i got the privilege of getting to know bethany when there was like a paintball day our mm-hmm. outing kobe hat for the school and uh bethany and i drove together over there so i got to hear about bethany and we talked about your life and your uh undergrad days and stuff and that was cool because I, I felt like i got to meet this this girl that kobe was into i don't know if you're engaged by then or not but yeah, anyways, it was cool to like meet you guys and. Uh, well, don't forget where we went together, last
2: summer, the summer before last. We flew into. Uh, oh yeah, I took them to
0: my favorite place, Zion.
2: We so we flew into Vegas from Chicago, and uh-huh. Richard picked us up in his CRV. No, Rav four. Rav four, sorry, we have CRV, and we we went and
0: did the narrows in Zion. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, we did and then Disneyland the next day. Yeah. So we had some. We've had some good uh, f- friend vacations. Mm-hmm. shared
1: a tent together.
0: Oh yeah, we did. It's true. <laughs> yeah, so we've had some uh, good times. Anyways, well yeah, so now let's get let's get talking about one of the topics uh that's related to the 4 Ts which are friendships, but what was your guys's first experience when it came to this topic or what can you first remember?
1: When it relates to sticking with the Christian ethic. Yeah, yeah. Probably you. Okay. No, you you're the only one.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Have you so you haven't met any other Christians. Christians okay yeah and what about you Colby
2: I, I honestly think it was you too um I don't remember before meeting you my um my freshman year um meeting uh, a Christian who who struggled with this I had I had read about people like you you know yeah um, we were out there just yeah I was to- I I've been told you were out there in the, <laughs> in the woods you know um <laughs> But, uh, but no, it wasn't until I met you that um, that this became a reality for me and a, a personal experience that I mm-hmm. now had to to grapple with as a, as a young Christian. And you did write. You've written once for the four T's. I have, It yep. was your experience of just... Meeting you for the first time and, and that um, that whole experience of, of being told um, about this um, by you. And then... Um, you know, I, I really remember just going in for a hug at the end and just sort of having some physical intimacy for a moment with somebody I now knew who was uh, attracted to men mm-hmm. and um, and for a moment feeling uncomfortable but but you know pushing through that uh, in the embrace and,
0: and you gave me a hug I gave you a hug <laughs> there you go and then and since
2: then we've been roommates yeah and, roommates
0: uh, you we, know we did and I don't know how you feel about well, I'll bring this up. One time we went camping and I always remember, and I don't feel like I made the first move. We were in one of our friend's, uh, suburbans mm-hmm. and yes. it was cold and oh, yes. we spooned <laughs> and I don't think that was my doing either. I think that was on Kobe's part I'm, actually. I'm it wasn't cuddler. on me. I am a cuddler. And so I'm guilty as <laughs> <laughs> so we were, it was cold and I was just like, and I enjoyed it cause it was, it was cold, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, I felt like you've been comfortable around me. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and Bethany, I guess when was the first time you heard about me then? Because Kobe, I think, well, obviously he told you.
1: Yeah, I think it was actually, we went to get coffee at the start of our round two. And Colby wasn't sure about me, and I was pretty sure that wanted to marry him. But he, I don't know what brought it up, but he he started sharing about Richard and his friendship with you, and... That's that I would say was the first time I had heard about Christian who struggled with homosexuality, okay, didn't just go with what the world told them, but mm-hmm. sought to honor, honor the
0: Lord, yeah, honor mm-hmm. the
1: Lord and what the what the Bible taught about it, mm-hmm. so that was the first time I heard about it,
0: so then, and you didn't know me yet right we no, didn't meet I had not met you, so what was your did you have any like, oh, this is Richard, or was it did you just feel like pretty normal around me?
1: When I first met you? Yeah. Well, I think we had talked on the phone, maybe FaceTime. I was glad to meet you because when I first heard, when Colby told me about his relationship with you and just stuff that happened during college for you guys, uh, it was really encouraging for me to hear this. I've only experienced going to a secular college.
0: Okay, so you only knew gay like people who live a a. I would
1: they would call themselves gay and they had they just
0: that's how they were yeah They had a boyfriend boyfriend they
1: pursued it and and that's life second thought yeah Yeah, that's life where then
0: you met someone like me who i'm attracted to the same sex i probably i do want a boyfriend i do want this but i don't pursue those relationships
1: right that was that was really cool to hear
0: yeah and it they call it—they call that like the side B narrative. Christians right. who struggle with this but don't pursue it. Right. It is a different discussion because I don't call myself celibate, because, and I think this is important to say, or I want to say, the celibacy I think is like a calling that Christians have, where they could love many people, mm-hmm. um, in very powerful ways, and they forego a biological family for a spiritual family. I think people who live that type of life have a certain charisma. And gifting for that. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm salivate. Not, but that has nothing to do with sexuality. It's right. more of like a, yeah, it's hard for me. It's hard to love people. This is hard. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Um, but I love my friends well, or I try to make new friends and love them well. Um, but yeah, anyways, so side B narrative. I guess so you, I was one of the first, I guess I was the first person yes. you met. Okay. Yeah. So the question is, like, our one of the thoughts is, does Wheaton have side B people out here where they're just,
2: they're, uh, they're yeah. not known right now that's really interesting yeah um where we go to church i i have not met anyone who who identifies as um as side b or ssa mm-hmm. our pastor preached on the topic of sexuality a few weeks ago uh, but yeah it's it's puzzling situation right now because i just yeah, don't get the sense that they're out and about the way they are in la
0: yeah okay well so now in regards to the four t's I know you guys have been on board with that, or you support the four T's. Absolutely. Like, I think we, majority of what the four T's is based on, you guys agree with, um, such as touch, Mm -hmm. um, how important touch is between people of the same sex, spending time, especially as we get older. I think, I actually think too, Colby, you, you relate to a lot of the four T's just within your own life. Uh, when you first came out here, you, you said you experienced a lot of loneliness because you left a lot of the friends that you were growing up with. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you you start to understand the ideas of the forties just by being a single man.
2: Yeah, the importance of male friendship. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, to this day, Richard, one area you've really influenced me in is... Um... Is that I'm I'm really stubborn about not calling my my spouse right here my best friend actually I don't know if you knew that but no. I, uh, has that been a
0: discussion
1: Oh lots yeah yeah yeah
2: I uh, I've really yeah been been convicted that um, you know the term spouse carries enough significance of its own and uh, uh, sort of uniqueness as a human relationship and that the category best friend. Um, can be reserved and ought to be reserved for for actually a same-sex friendship hmm. uh, so in this case a male friendship for me so so well, that's I, a big deal so i've never called bethany my best friend and um maybe you know, once maybe once but that was probably an accident
1: <laughs> 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 or he wanted something yeah yeah um,
2: so yeah that's something interesting i'm not sure if i've told you that recently richard no i've uh, ne- i've that, actually yeah. never heard yeah, of- yeah so a lot of people um you know, they, they talk about, like, oh, I just want a best friend in my spouse and all that. And especially in my line of work with working with, um, with students, you know, sometimes I'll take the time to explain um, just sort of my view on, on friendship and mm-hmm.
0: specifically that best friend category. And it's interesting. What, well, I want to go to you, but before I go to you, Bethany, one of the things that's interesting about men and women in regards to that term best friend is most men usually have one to three best friends a woman could have like five best friends because we they use the term, they use the term best friend differently. A little bit more loosely. Huh? Yeah, so uh, I've mentioned this book before but a book called The Buddy System by by Jeffrey Grife. He's a sociology professor in Maryland, I think. He talks about that too, how like women have a looser standard for best friend. And so they'll have like five mm-hmm. um, where men are very particular. And so that's very interesting. That term best friend, yeah, that's... That's interesting. You guys been talking about that. How do you feel about that, Bethany?
1: Well, I think it. I think the friendship that you have shown to Colby, and how you, what you've taught Colby about friendship, and then what I when I met you, how I how I learned about friendship from you, and so when Colby said that, it wasn't a surprise and it wasn't hurtful because I, I mean, in the Bible it talks about David and Jonathan mm-hmm. and their friendship, and so. I think it's a biblical idea, and I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm also not worried that Colby's gonna go get a best friend and not care about me. <laughs> well,
2: I don't think you. I don't think you're insecure the way some wives might be about that.
1: And I, I think I'd take. I I I think I agree with what you said about how females usually have more best friends, but I'd say that I probably have only had a few best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, in my life, I've probably called three girls my best friends. And they weren't all at the same time. I think because of my experience with best friends, what Colby said didn't bother me.
0: Yeah, and that and that uh, that's the same type of story men go through too, like childhood best friend or college best friend. So, but right. it's it's just interesting because that term does mean a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, and I think what's good to talk about is that your spouse or wife and husband—that's a heavy word, or I hope it is. And I, I, like, I value family. Well, that's why I wanted to come out. I literally came out here not just to visit you guys, but to, to meet the new guy in the family.
1: Right.
0: Um. Because I think a husband and a wife create something, which, something really cool, which is a child. Yeah. And um, I've noticed that about um, you, Richard, is that you really, you're careful
2: in your language when you do visit us to say that you're not just coming out to see me at this point. You're mm-hmm. coming out to see Bethany and now mm-hmm. to see Justice. Um, yeah. So even our friendship has expanded to include my family. Which yeah, I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, I'm thrown off right now by the best friend talk. I didn't expect that right now. Yeah. But yeah, that that is it's. But yeah, there is a, a interesting conversation going on about is your spouse your best friend, which then leads into the discussion of is there too much weight on one person to meet like yeah. all your needs because. You know, your wife. first there's the roles of a wife and a husband, uh, the roles of a mother and a father. Uh, then now you include a best friend idea. Now it's like your spouse has to be a friend.
1: Right. That's a lot yeah. for someone to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of needs to meet.
0: Yeah. It's, it's an important conversation, which then leads into the four Ts is only successful if we start valuing friendship. Right. Our best friends are just... Church community, at least relationships outside
2: uh, your immediate family yeah. or your nuclear family, exactly. You want to put it,
0: and so one of the one of the things that I'm learning is, so I do have this idea that the church idolizes the nuclear family, but I think there's a narrative that belongs to that. When the sexual revolution took place here in America, it brought sexual freedom to women and to men, but specifically women. Um, but then during that time, the church reacted in a we got to defend marriage still. Got to hunker down. Yeah, and we're still going to protect what's holy. So I think there are good motives for sure. And then when Prop 8 and gay marriage topic came around, when there was an idea that gay marriage was actually going to be a, a legal relationship, the church got super defensive because they want to protect what, what what is holy. And I think an indirect result of that was marriage became very idolized, very like the most significant relationship now. Um, that a human needs and even if you listen to a lot of gay uh, theology or just gay talks or speeches whatever they're usually saying we deserve a best friend too, or the significant other or to be truly loved mm-hmm. and so they're reacting to what the church is saying saying we deserve what you guys are saying too and that's when i start realizing whoa whoa whoa, why are we just thinking marriage is the ultimate uh relationship to get your needs met and that's where i in the forties comes in because i want to f- focus on friendship and how the four T's through friendship meets the needs of a Christian who struggles with homosexuality. But one of the things I'm realizing is a lot of the church is already set on some of these ideas of what marriage is. And some people feel uncomfortable when even the term best friend, like you guys, some people would actually feel uncomfortable with you not calling your spouse best friend. Mm -hmm. But some people feel uncomfortable when I say marriage isn't the most significant. It's, it is significant, but it's not the most significant. I think Church community is, and if we don't do church community well, we're not going to love those who struggle with this well, or who are even single. The issues I'm seeing is that I can't reach certain people already because they're already set in their beliefs about what marriage is. So now I'm I need to aim for the kids. Like, mm-hmm. how can we, how can we start affecting children and teaching them correct beliefs about friendship and marriage? Because a lot of the when we're at Biola, and I think Kobe under Kobe could maybe agree to this. A hard time with my, some of my ideas of what of how valuable friendship could be, because um, I challenged the the romanticized idea of marriage, and I I put way more stress stress on friendship. Yeah, what do you think? Are what do you? I guess Kobe, when when you were learning about my beliefs, what were what was hard for you?
2: Overall, I really I wasn't someone who really objected too strongly to your. Uh, views of marriage and friendship i was i was pretty sympathetic all along the road i you know often like to contest some of your theological beliefs but (laughs) when it comes to marriage and friendship i i think you're you're right on when we were kind of uh coming into adulthood in a christian college setting there is just such a, a felt obsession with with marriage that it was actually refreshing to focus on something else and it mm-hmm. was de- depressu- uh, depressurizing almost to say hey why don't you actually focus on getting closer to some of your guy friends than find trying to find your spouse in the next 6 months or so mm-hmm.
1: uh, I mean I probably could just say that I mean Colby and I got married several years after college so I I found more meaning in friendships than find than searching for a spouse Mhm
0: and a lot of that has to do with you didn't go to a Christian school, so your options to date a Christian man right. are limited.
1: Right. And even after college. I spent several years just, my community was the church. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I heard about what you had to say four T's, and, and community, and, and how um, the church should be, marriage is more of a focal point instead of relationships in general within the church including those that are ssa um i resonated with that because as a single person i was always asked are you meeting yeah. anyone and that gets tiring mm-hmm. and so it really does make you feel like marriage is the most important thing and so i kind of understood what you're talking
0: about and you also need the four t's everyone right. needs a four right. t's oh, totally. people need touch time transparency teamwork yeah. especially if you're not married yeah. and it's not to say because marriage does offer a lot of those needs which is great Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're not married, it's hard to get some of that. Right. Um, I think what's been helpful, I think what's helpful about the four T's is, is sort of a
2: a reminder that marriage is not the exclusive sort of pathway to to human relationships and, and intimacy. That there are... How's Justice
0: doing? It's good.
2: There's, <laughs> there's is a, he waking up? Yeah. He's waking yeah. up. That friendship is a legitimate way to to have your needs met yeah to live a life in community here on this earth
0: yeah and so now the question is how could we incorporate something like that for t's within the church yeah and you guys are new parents and so just in regards to being a parent now yeah. as you raise justice yeah have you guys had any thoughts about like oh how are we going to raise this this male first of all yeah yeah, any any thought? I, I'm not sure if you guys thought about that already, or that's just like, well, we're still trying to figure out.
2: I mean, I'm not I'm not sure I can answer the how are we going to raise this male question. That's a big question, but at least with regards to friendship, I mean, we want to encourage him to have good, healthy friendships from an early age, and to really value value his his guy friends, and uh, as he grows older, to not not teach some sort of uh, life philosophy in which you know you're going to have these guy friendships now until you get married right mm-hmm. we don't we don't want to train him to think that way we mm-hmm. want him to to think about having lifelong friendships with with the guys that he grows up with so that um he can have that for his entire life even if uh he gets married and when he gets married mm-hmm. so
1: yeah i think to help that you know the bible calls us to be in community, right? Mm-hmm. God gave us the church, mm-hmm. and so I, we want to raise justice in the church family, where we're going to church on so not just on Sundays. We're involved with the people that we go to church with, whether it's small group or being hospitable. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I think that as we do that, he will he'll grow up in a way that being involved in the church community is is just natural, and that. I mean, we'll have to teach him too that church community comes first and friendships and and hopefully with that he'll he won't have the opinion or the view that marriage is the ultimate it'll yeah. be that the church community is and more the, important
2: yeah and that our family our front door will always be open to people who want a place to hang out and spend time with with our family i feel like we there's a some family friends of ours that have a really good example that they've set for us in which like we you know we could always go over there and hang out with them and Mm -hmm. they're a family but they're an inclusive family yeah Uh, so i mean as a very practical example it's really tempting after church on sundays to just go home with our little family now and just you know take a nap or whatever heat up some leftovers and just watch the bears watch the bears um not win or (laughs) or win sometimes uh and that be that but man to change our mindset in which we're actually thinking about people who don't have families to go home to on a sunday afternoon or maybe they do but they want to go hang out with with some friends um you know to, we want to have that mindset change mm-hmm. which is so hard because uh i'm i'm pretty selfish and sometimes i just want
0: to come home and and take a nap um, <laughs> yeah and so and now you guys are also you and what's interesting is you guys are put in positions to influence uh teenagers true yeah and so what has there been a time when you think oh man like i'm helping these kids four t's comes up an idea of the four t's
2: uh yeah i think just in general when i hear talk about like yeah just this elevation of marriage um and sometimes over and against friendship, mm-hmm. I really try to to push back against that when I can to get our students thinking about the real value of friendship. Now, I'm not I'm not anti-marriage. I think it's really important. I actually have a very high view of marriage, but um, but it's important, yeah, that we really preserve that relational space for friendship. And so with high schoolers, um, I mean high school guys. They're, they love hanging out together. and they Yeah, love, you know, I, Fortnite, they're yeah. playing Fortnite right now. Yeah, we went on a retreat a couple of weeks ago with them, and, you know, we went on a night hike at midnight, me and a few guys, and just, we're having guy time. And here I am, a married man, and it's 12.30 at night, and, uh, I mean, gosh, if I had to pick between go home and sleep, you know, with my family, or go out on a night
0: hike, I mean...
1: You choose <laughs> that's, that's not a difficult decision for me.
0: <laughs> well, that's what's interesting is, is a lot of husbands still long for that. Yeah. And they like deprive themselves of it. Right. Right. Because they might they feel maybe shame or like no I'm supposed to always be home. Um. And so it's interesting because I, but some of these ideas first start when they're young adults yeah. Or, like oh I have to do this I can't still have the friendships I have had, yeah. or I can't even. Like, yeah, and there's still, there is responsibilities. Um, but it's interesting when so many, at least men I know, are depriving themselves of those friendships. And that's why it's weird. The four T's, it's not, the four T's is still, it, it's not just about friendships. It's about the four T's. But I have to constantly be talking about friendships mm-hmm. because we already have bad friendships or we just don't know how to do friendship yeah. well. So it's like, I always have to even talk about that for the four T's to even be an option
2: yeah no I think the four T's is for men both straight and s s a yeah it's it's a way for men to really flourish mm-hmm. uh, that's that's kind of how I view it because i I need male friendships i need i need you know time time with the guys you know um now on the on the flip side there are of course some husbands out there who probably need to be around their wives more often yeah we we're, we're seeing marriages fall apart left and right these days um uh, for various reasons and mm-hmm. so I you know I, I don't want to be heard as, as saying that like oh husbands just need to be out with the guys all the time it's not what I'm trying to say they just they need to to do both really well yeah. you need to be married very well and you need to be a friend really well yeah
0: and and I think well yeah and if you do those two well which is a lot of work both relationships I think flourish yeah because a lot of my guy friends too that are married they know when they hang out with me I'm going to ask some questions about their marriage Like, how are you doing? Are you a good husband? Are you a bad husband? What's going on? Like, I ask them the hard questions, where a lot of guys, when they don't have that, they're bad husbands.
1: Well, I think the four T's also applies to female relationships. Mm -hmm. And you could apply it to any relationship. If you want a healthy friendship, you should have transparency. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it's not going to be healthy. And you should spend time together. Spend time together. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can, all four of them. Yeah. I think raising justice, we would want him to have friendships that embody the 40s. Right. Yeah. yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Also, prepare him to either have good friendships with men who struggle with homosexuality or even men who are gay and have a boyfriend or husband that he might work with in the future or even just have friendships. Yeah. Because the other issue is a lot of Christian men, because we do see same sex. Re- gay gay relationships as sinful a lot of men develop a i don't call it hateful homophobia but there's a fear yeah like i can't be around them i don't know what to do they're going to touch me in a pro- inappropriate way mm-hmm. they're like they have all these fears built up because the the whole thing's only classified as sinful like if there's nothing right. good in there where the 4T's could actually help men or young boys now or even like 8 year olds who know like oh they're gay but it can help them not have a fear of them and still have a good friendship.
2: Right. I think that's that's probably the most important um, way the four Ts can really help this next generation because right now there still is, it feels like a transition going on where the church is still trying to figure out what do we do with these people in our church who are same-sex attracted. Yeah. Um, and we're... You know, we can be fearful of them, uncomfortable around them, you know, um, but if the Four T's is doing its job and other um, organizations are as well, then ideally in 10 years when, when Justice is, is 10 years old, 11 years old, uh, he'll grow up in this sort of church community where he knows SSA men in his life and he looks up to them yeah Mm -hmm. you know um where he likes to be around them Mm -hmm. where he loves them yeah um i think that is the the vision here that we need to be aiming for where s an ssa man is not someone to be uh feared or someone to stay away from Mm -hmm. because what if something bad happens but rather of no, this is a this is a uh, a brother in Christ, and this is a friend of mine and a friend of my dad's. Yeah, and uh, I want to spend time with him, mm-hmm. and he's great
1: because he has a lot to teach me. Yeah, just the way that I learned a lot about friendship from you, Richard. I think that justice could learn. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Because there's a one of my favorite stories that I always go I go on and check out on YouTube is um, there's these two friends, one's gay, one isn't. And the school's having a dance for prom and and the gay student walked out of his classroom and there's a whole sign that said uh, I, it was a funny phrase but it said something like hey 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 please come and be my date or something like that and it was his straight friend who asked this gay student out as a date to go to prom mm-hmm. because this gay student tweeted I just would like to be asked out on a date, yeah. one day to go to prom. Yeah. And the straight friend, you know, he's not gay. He's not, you know, they're just friends. They're on student council together. He took this student, you know, this gay student out to prom as just like a friendly gesture. And everyone loved it. it. They were able to go on Alan DeGeneres and talk about it. And I just thought how cool this was, how cool of a friendship was that this 17-year-old felt that secure to say, Hey, like I'm not gay, but I want this guy, I want my friend yeah. to feel valuable and... It was like a, a really awesome af- affectionate uh, gesture,
2: really loving gesture. Yeah, you know? and
0: and you know that takes some guts for guys to do that because there is this fear of like oh they're gonna think I'm gay if I do this. And it takes some
2: serious self denial and self sacrifice. Mm-hmm.
0: So ideally it would be cool if to see justice be ready and it's not that you go and pursue people who struggle with this maybe you do but it's more like you're prepared to love anyone right. who struggles with anything. Yeah, um, and maybe justice might meet a student in when he's 16 who struggles with this or maybe is gay and he's going to be aware of like hey well hey he's going to need some touch I'm going to give him some friendly touch spend time together and this was this gets tricky because I think the church doesn't know how to deal with the body yet and one of the trickiest things about the four t's is I talk about a physical transparency a locker room transparency being okay with changing in front of others yeah maybe hitting communal showers like if if justice plays football for a high school that has communal showers is he gonna and he finds out someone on the team is gay or struggles with this? is he gonna f- treat him like a normal guy or treat him like a leper right. like hey, you don't belong in the locker room um the four ts is an advocate for including people in the locker room mm-hmm. and so and that is one of the trickiest things about the four ts but it's part of the discussion because we have a we have a body.
2: Yeah, no, I, I just love the middle way that the forties paints for the church because it's not embracing the the gay lifestyle and it's not um, it's not rejecting it in a in a sort of homophobic anti gay way either. It's it's saying there is this this middle way to include There's justice. There he is uh, to include um, SSA guys and. And we need these guys mm-hmm. in our church. They have something to offer uh, to us as we, as we seek to live out the gospel in this world.
0: Yeah.
1: I think as he goes to elementary school, he is going to be faced with things that we never faced. Yep. Well, I went to public school all the way through. And I don't know what he's going to go through, but I know people where the books that they're reading, it talks about having two moms and two dads, and they're really pushing for for their students to accept everything. Mm-hmm. And so to have the four T's and to like Colby said, there's a middle way of how to, to love and not um reject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really helpful for even families in the church to to know what to do. Yeah. And, and how to teach them. And as kids. long
2: as as long as uh uh gay people or SSA people are outside the church, there will continue to be this divide. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of the problem, right? we don't know these people personally or
0: they're inside the church but no one knows who they are exactly because yeah. they're too they're still too afraid right. they don't yeah. they think they'll be treat, they'll be ostracized and they can't be a part of the locker room let's right. say
2: yeah so yeah I, I think the solution has to be welcoming ssa guys into the church and creating that safe space for them to share about who they are
0: because yeah he's if he does say if he does go to a public so if you guys i'm not yeah, obviously you guys would figure that out in a couple of years but yeah he will be being ta- he would be taught being in a gay relationship is okay right it's right. healthy it's right and then if he's going to be taught no it's actually wrong, but then he needs that practical advice of how do I actually meet their needs and not just even use the word love them but actually meet their needs and right. help them feel good yeah one of the questions I've been asked is Richard, what do I do if this guy is gay and we're in the communal shower together. Like should I I don't want to cause him to stumble. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's interesting because sometimes I, I wonder, do you really care about him not stumbling? Or actually is it there's this fear because you don't know how to deal with this? And and maybe maybe guys really care about not causing another guy to stumble, but there's been such a, a projection of homophobia that I think a lot of Christian men still don't know what to do with when it comes to the body aspect of this topic and it's like we want to avoid that particular topic. But when you know, when you raise, when you when you raise teenage boys, like there's there's a very uh physical element to that. You lived with what three brothers? I
1: had three brothers. I saw more butts than I wanted <laughs> to admit. I mean, they moon me all the time. It's just part of what they do.
0: And teenage boys do some just weird stuff. It's interesting when a lot of these when you hear stories of men who were growing up in public high school or even college, they always they always go back to, yeah, I was afraid of what they'll think of me in the locker room or in the dorms, or what if we're, we're roommates? Are they going to dress in front of me? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because those are the most painful experiences of, experiences of Christians who struggle with this is because it's it's the living part, the actual like day-by-day stuff. Um, and I want the four Ts to help young college men or high schoolers know Hey, they're just a guy. I could still treat them like, yeah, like another guy, and that actually means the world to a lot of Christian men who struggle with this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm I'm in this place where I'm like, the next stage of the T's is to influence families to teach their kids how to raise their children. Yeah, that is the not just cool. not just like have a theological defense on why gay relationships are wrong, but no, to how to actually practically meet the needs and help someone who might even disagree with us feel good yeah um i uh i love how you just tied it back to the
2: practical because that's that's why the four t's exist the the four t's is not some sort of theological uh think tank right it's Mm -hmm. it's an organization that is is dedicated to help the church practically love ssa folks and so sure we can teach justice all day long. Hey, this is what biblical marriage looks like. But if we're not teaching him at the exact same time, this is how this is what loving community looks like. Then
0: um we we've we've missed it somewhere. Yeah. As you raise justice because the thing too about living in a Christian community is that you have to deal with other people's beliefs. Yeah. And that's difficult. And so like like even earlier, some people would have had a hard time with the best friend top ta- like comment. So you guys are to raise justice in a Christian community. Yes, that includes other Christians. You might have a family that is just not comfortable with a junior high kid who identifies as gay or struggles with this. And maybe not that because usually a junior high won't, kid won't actually say that. They might say they're gay though. Yeah. And so, what would be an ideal approach, or what do you guys have any ideas on? Like, oh, maybe it'd be cool if our community knew how to respond well to these children or high schoolers that struggle with this. And I want justice to be someone who brings justice to the situation and a good, and he's going to be an advocate for loving those who struggle with this. Like ideally, what do we want our communities to be like in regards to raising children who can, you know, love those who do deal with this?
2: Well, I think in this world we're constantly facing rejection And um, we're experiencing insecurity, a felt need to prove ourselves and to somehow belong. And so I I would imagine that it would be a refreshing breath of air for non-believers or believers who are same-sex attracted to... To meet someone like justice in middle school or high school who is who is loving them regardless and inviting them into our home and not put off or scared by rumors or um, maybe even the truth of of someone's sexual orientation mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i
1: I think practically I would want Justice to be someone who will seek out friendships with people and seek to get to know them and not just
2: people different than himself
1: yes and to really get to know them where they're asking he's asking them questions to understand who they are because he's seen Colby and I doing that you know Mm -hmm. because we you know we want to be hospitable people who welcome everyone into our home and that have been modeled to him and so that people around him see justice as someone who is safe to talk to and he, they can confide in him because he doesn't judge them, but he loves them mm-hmm. because he's seen people in his life um, that are different than him. Like he knows Richard and yeah, he he's there's going to be a
0: point where he has to hear about he hears Richard. What, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He
1: knows Richard's life and, and he's learned about friendships from Richard and so he, takes that and uses that in his junior high mm-hmm. youth ministry and seeks out the kid that everyone whispers about or something,
0: yeah, and it's hard for kids like it's hard to love yeah. i I don't know well, I was a mean junior high kid uh it's it's hard to do that stuff, yeah, but even in high school nowadays, like high schoolers they know this type of stuff they' are, they could love in some pretty significant ways, right um. And I guess that's my want, is I want high schoolers to uh, to know how to handle their friends when they deal with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to... to well, hey, I, I... Well, this was a great conversation, but let's... I would like some, like, what would be some good hopeful conclusions for our friends that are listening to this, especially friends that are now having kids? Like, what would be some good prayer requests or goals that we should have as we're getting older having kids friends having kids um like what would be what are some good hopeful desires that we could think of right away I mean right off the bat I think as
2: uh as we're having kids and and growing um young families to 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 not forget about people who don't have those families immediately or people who Um, will not be marrying anytime soon, because they're going through this struggle, Mm -hmm. potentially, Um, to use this, the blessing of family and marriage from the Lord uh, to extend it to those outside of our, our family.
1: I mean, just more of an open conversation about this, where, you know, singleness is not, is something that's talked about in, we try to address it in the church, and we don't want to exclude singles, but also including that with SSA. Mm-hmm. We, we want to talk about these things so that parents are thinking about it, and people are more willing to share their own struggles if they do struggle with SSA, so that, you know, I don't, like like with myself, I've learned so much from knowing you, Richard, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't yeah, I've just learned so much from you, and where else would I
0: have learned it? I don't know anyone else that struggles with that stuff. Yeah, and that's what, and this gets a little tricky, but in the church of your guys' size, I'm like, oh, I think Kobe the other day said, uh, "Sir so Richard, I don't know anybody like, are they just not here?" And I was like, oh no, they're here. They're just married with kids, and they're not telling yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah, he said. <laughs> uh, and I, because I really believe that's the truth. There are men who are 50, 60, I, I, get, I get emails from men who are 40, 50, 60 years old that are saying, I found your site. I haven't told my wife or only my, only my wife knows. Yeah. No one in my church knows. And I'm thinking like, this is majority of churches, a lot of men and women, they struggle with this. They're, It's, it's sort of amazing to me that they're still quiet because I, I would not have been able to live a life hiding this. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are willing to like, Hey, like I want to help them. I want to hear them. Let's be open. Yeah, and I guess my hope is the Four T's becomes a source for uh, husbands, wives, fathers, mothers to know how to love people in their church and raise their children to love a certain way, to not expect their children to get married. I know that's a hard one, but to actually teach celibacy, uh, because celibacy opens the doors to love people in like significant ways. So I guess, yeah, my hope would be the Four T's is uh, a... a very resourceful tool to teach children nowadays how to love those that are different than them through touch, through time, through transparency, through teamwork. Well, uh, thank you, Colby and Bethany for having a conversation with me about this. And congrats to you being the first girl on the Forties podcast. Thank hey, thanks for having us on. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And maybe in about 10 years, we'll you talk know, to, yeah, to, yeah, we'll talk to justice if we're still doing this. See what he thinks about all this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, uh, talk to you guys later.